hello, and thank you for joining the Dr. Whisperer podcast. I am your host, Sharon Feckety. I am the Dr. Whisperer, and I am so happy that you chose this podcast to listen to when there are so many choices out there. If you are enjoying the podcast, please consider writing a review or typing one, shall I say, and sharing it with somebody who might benefit or enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show, and welcome to 2022. Um, We made it another year. Let's not get too excited, though, because we have no idea what's in store for us. So I'm very happy today to have Rebecca Klingenschmidt, who is a doctor of physical therapy and a board-certified specialist in orthopedic physical therapy. Um, Rebecca founded Active Solutions Rehab and Wellness in January of 2021, after years of working in traditional outpatient, which we're going to get into um, because I know what that's like as uh, a former director of operations for New York Medical. We had a, a very large uh, PT side um, that dealt with massage therapy, PT. Um, we had orthopedics and it can be, it can be a little bit um, fast, shall we say, and not always so patient-centered. So it's really exciting to have Rebecca here today so we can learn more about how to, you know, work with a PT that is really focused on patient care. So Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Yay. So Rebecca is a newbie to Tampa Bay, which I'm so happy about. Moved here from South Carolina with her husband and, and her boxer, which hopefully will show up in the episode at some point. But um, Rebecca, why don't you give the audience a little background of why you even um, decided to become a doctor of physical therapy? Okay. Uh, So I, uh, there was no specific defining moment that led me to physical therapy, but uh, when I was seven, I, uh, I cut the tendon to my big toe with glass and Mm -hmm. I got to watch my own surgery. I got to watch them repair it in the emergency room. And so that was the start of my love for, or interest, um, in the medical field. So I, um, as a seven-year-old, I was like, oh, I want to be a surgeon. But over the years, I decided that's not really the route that I want to go. And I had to do physical therapy at the time. Uh, so I, that was my first introduction, but I don't remember thinking this is what I want to do, but somehow over the years, I, uh, transition to thinking that's more of what I wanted to do. And so my friend or a lot of my friends played soccer in high school and they all got injured. So I'd go to their uh-huh. physical therapy appointments and really enjoyed the process. So, uh, so I, I feel like I've almost always wanted to be a physical therapist, but I don't really know when specifically that, uh, the light bulb went off that right. that's what I want to do. But then as I learned more about it, um, I did shadowing and stuff like that before I uh, went, before I went or applied to PT school to help me get in. And um, I learned a lot more about it and like other things we can treat. Um, For example, dizziness. I had no idea. Most people probably have no idea either that physical therapists can treat dizziness. Um, But yeah, beyond just the post-surgical treatments, like we treat people with chronic pain, um, acute injuries, dizziness. Uh, obviously there's the whole neurological side too, like after strokes and, um, 
spinal cord injury, things like that. But um, we treat a whole array of things. So um, I found that really interesting as I as I shadowed and, and observed and then yeah, then I got into PT school. So the rest is history. (laughs) I love it. Well, I am a huge fan of vestibular rehabilitation. Um, The practice that I was in in New York, um, after it went through some some changes, let's just call it um, with corporate, we switched to a balance center. And we had a posturography machine and we were just focused on vestibular rehab. And I was just sharing this. And as, as much as I can, I talk about um, how rewarding it was to run an organization that really saved people. Because when somebody comes in and they have vertigo and they're dizzy and they feel like they've been on a ship and they can actually get treatment to get better. And it's just a matter of how the physical therapist is working with the patient. It's quite miraculous. And here in Florida was where they had opened the first balance center actually right here in Pinellas County. And um, yeah, and it's not there anymore, but I know Uh, that there's, you know, that kind of rehab out there, but I don't think a lot of people associate physical therapy and dizziness and my goodness, like vertigo is so big. My mom suffers from it herself too. So, so that's wonderful. So tell me, so I know that you used to work, you know, in a, like a, uh, let's just call it a corporate setting a big medical practice. And, um, I, from where I was back in the day, and I've said it many times on the show and I'm not proud of it, but we had a very treat them and street them mentality. Okay. That's just the truth. There were so many patients coming in there were, they needed so much help. And the, the list of patients on the schedule, we were always like snapping our fingers, like, okay, let's go, let's go which did not allow, well, first of all, was not good patient care at all. Right. Um, But it also was very frustrating for our physical therapists because as you know, which I want you to share with everybody, it certainly takes time to work with a patient to know what their issues are and then to start the process of healing. So can you talk me through a little bit of why you decided yourself to, to break out and open your own space? Yeah. So, uh, I, when I, so everyone, I feel like it's into the medical field in general, probably, or the majority of people, um, to help people and to build relationships. And that was something that drew me to becoming a physical therapist. And so when I first got out of PT school, um, so I call the corporate PT setting PT mills, um, cause that's kind of what it feels like, uh, as a practitioner. And I'm sure as a patient sometimes too, Uh, but I got out, I started working for, um, a corporate PT company and it was just like that, where you just have patient after patient, after patient, you'd have patient, you'd be seeing two, maybe three patients an hour. Um, and they'd have a, um, what's called a PT tech to help you with managing some of that. But, I just, I didn't feel comfortable with it. Um, We might have a great PT tech, but still they're not trained as a physical therapist. And um, so they, while they can be helpful and useful and when we're dictating um, what to do, I just felt like I wasn't able to create the relationships that I want. It was more about, okay, spend 15 minutes with this person, spend 15 minutes with this person, spend 15 minutes with this person. And at the same time, staying up on all 
the notes that are required. Um, and, oh, I know. And thinking about the next hour of patients and what you're going to do with them. And it, it became very frustrating very quickly. So I'd say within the first year of practice, I was feeling burnt out. And which when you spend seven years of your life uh, working towards something and um, you feel burnt out after the first year, it's pretty disheartening. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to change jobs. I thought, well, maybe I'm just in the wrong job. Um, and so I switched positions to another company, also a corp corporate company. So um, it ended up being more of the same, um, just slight differences in how they ran their business. But um, like they would have you in the middle, you'd be doing an evaluation on someone and also be wrapping someone else up at the same time. So I'd be trying to do evaluate someone, but also have to pay attention to make sure my other patient is doing stuff correctly. And I just felt so wrong about yeah. doing that. Um, so I, yeah, really uncomfortable. And, um, I ended well, up, I want to, I want to jump in just a second, cause I want to give people yeah. an understanding because really the goal of the show is, you know, we talk about the business of medicine here, but really it's to help patients, um, get educated about where they choose to have their healthcare. Um, yeah. and I, I, I don't think people really understand. They might look and go, oh, Rebecca, my PT, she's just always like, oh, fast, fast, fast and passing me off to this tech. But the truth is it's all run by the administration. Yeah. So if, if you are not reaching this milestone, this ridiculous, um, whatever uh, concoction they come up with of how much time you have to see patients, you will get reprimanded, right? So there'll be some yeah. um, backlash about it. So it's never, when it is a, a very large, you know, mill as we like yeah. to refer, because there are many mills. If you walk into a space and you just see people rolling all around, you know, know that that is, it's all based on time. It's all yeah. based on time. And I feel bad because that's, tends to be the perception with people of what mm -hmm. physical therapy is and yeah. um, which I hate because physical therapy can su be such a beneficial thing for people. So but good. when you're in that kind of setting, it may not be helpful. And it's not because physical therapy isn't helpful. It's just because of the constraints of doing the physical therapy. And, um, and it's not always a clinician's fault either. Cause like you said, it's, it's the higher up people that are making these roles of how many people a day you're going to see, whether you get a tech or not to help you um, mm -hmm. or any other uh, personal personnel. Um, and and I like how you said you that, Rebecca, because sometimes the front office person will be thrown in to help. I'm not saying that's what happened in your situation, but I see it all the time. And yep, they're yep. there after you've done seven years <laughs> of your life, training to become a doctor of physical therapy. And then somebody is shown that works there. Um, I could be a medical assistant that has absolutely no training on how to be a physical therapy thrown into the mix. It's really, it's outrageous. It's disgraceful. Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. 
They are so cool, and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I worked with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Thai Technology Rocks. Yeah, and it, it, it was so frustrating to me. And I, so again, felt burnt out. I ended up having, while I was with that company, I was considering leaving, but I had the opportunity to do a residency with um, MUSC with um, the Medical University of South Carolina. So I ended up sticking with the company to complete this residency with the, um, with MUSC, um, an orthopedic physical therapy residency. And, um, but after I finished that, I was like, I just can't take this any longer. Um, I'm, I know that the corporate PT world is not where I belong. So I, um, my husband and I had been thinking about moving to Tampa. So I didn't want to start my own thing yet in Charleston Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to start it and then have to pick up and leave and try to start it all over again. So I found a locally owned company um, and they were better, Mm -hmm. still insurance based. So still the um, lots of the constraints of um, like they, I didn't have to see as many people per hour, but I would still see one to two patients an hour. So, which if you talk to most physical therapists, uh, they would be like, wow, you were able to see right. one person an hour. That's fantastic. Right. Um, that's unheard of. So I felt fortunate to have found them and be able to see one to two patients an hour. But then I learned, okay, dealing well, I had already known this, but it became more highlighted once I got out of the corporate setting. Um, now dealing with insurance in particular, they have lots of rules, as I'm sure most people know. And um, so like, for example, I would get a patient who just had a rotator cuff repair and their insurance company would, they authorize this rotator cuff repair, but they only give them eight visits of therapy afterwards. And for someone after a rotator cuff repair, that's nowhere near enough, especially if you want to, let's say that they are really active, you're going to want to be seeing them more than eight visits down the road. So I became very frustrated by that. Mm -hmm. Um, And another example would be, I had a patient who um, she had been dealing with basically sciatic like pain for, um, I think by the time she saw me about three or four months and again, they all only authorized like eight, I can't remember exact number, but maybe eight visits or so. And um, her case was a little tricky. And by the eighth visit, she was, she was probably 75% better. Um, So we just needed like one or two more visits just to clear up that last 25% and insurance wouldn't authorize it. And so she ended up actually paying out of pocket because obviously she was bought in. She um, believed in the plan of care. She had seen a lot of progress. Um, and so, yeah, just two more visits later, she was fine. So Mm -hmm. I I just became very frustrated by dealing with all the restrictions based on the insurance and, 
So I, um, so yeah, that uh, led me to decide to, so the corporate and the insurance um, was the catalyst to you going out on your own. Yes. (laughs) Now you've opened active solution rehab and wellness. And I love that, you know, it states in your bio and all the notes where everybody can find you um, will be listed under the show, but that you're more personalized and holistic care than what is often experienced in traditional healthcare, um, a movement optimist and sees the body as resilient and adaptable. So I looked at some of which I um, highly recommend you look at uh, Rebecca's Instagram page and you could see some of the reels that she's done just about really mindset um, positivity, body positivity. It's so important. You know, instead of, you said a few things that I really like, like, instead of saying like, you have a bad back, you know, you spin it and you say something positive. And I think that it really does go hand in hand. So, so tell us a little bit about your new practice that you have here in Tampa Bay. Yeah. So, um, my practice, I, um, I am doing a hybrid of mobile physical therapy and, um, on, I have an onsite location on Fridays, uh, where I can see you in a clinic. Uh, my, I, I'm out of network, um, but my focus is to treat the whole person. So, um, and I know a lot of people say that, but um, so what I mean by that is I, you come in with a problem, I evaluate you to really try to figure out what's causing the problem. Mm-hmm. But then we look at everything else surrounding that. So I'll, I'll give you an example from recently. I have a a person that I had been working with. And uh, before she came to see me, she had been, she tried several other um, treatments uh, that were more passive in nature. um, Wasn't really getting the results that she wanted. And she saw, she ended up finding me and we started working together. We, um, she is a runner and um, we, she had not been able to run for several months before she came to see me. And so we, I figured out what her issue was and we came up with a whole workout routine for her. So, um, I gave her exercises to address the actual tissue problem. Uh, but she is, she's a runner. She's used to doing all kinds of other exercises. So I created an entire workout plan for her where mm-hmm. she could be doing something um, almost every day of the week that made her, even though we weren't working on, um, like for example, so this workout plan, um, was addressing upper and lower body issues. So, or not even issues, but just upper and lower body strength plan. So I wasn't working on her upper body, but it gave her something to do that felt like she was making progress towards her goals. And ultimately that it would still help with her in the long run with her running. Uh, but, I, in my previous jobs, I would never have been able to do something like that. And um, so I'm just so excited to be able to, to do physical therapy this way and um, be able to treat the whole person, give them a whole workout plan to help them get back to their goals. So yeah, because everybody's different, everybody's unique, and and really everybody deserves the time spent to figure out and isolate what the issue really is, so you can develop a plan of care that's going to be beneficial. So, um, yeah. kudos to you because it's not it's not an easy thing to uh, step out and start your own business. I mean, most of the people that I work with have that's what we call it. It's like we're being locked into corporate and we break out 
and we're like, we're going to do something different. And a lot of doctors that I work with, a lot of um, uh, healers, what I prefer to refer to all of you as, um, have done that. And it's really, you know, it's, it's a risk. I mean, it's very um, financially much easier to just go and work at these corporate places. But if you really have a passion and a desire to help the patient, you actually have to do these things. And I think now more than ever living through this pandemic, I'm hoping fingers crossed that everybody pays more attention to their body and their immune system, because if we have no health, we have actually nothing. And, um, and what better time to, to seek out, you know, somebody to help with performance, because I know, you know, physical therapy, massage therapy, it all goes so uh, well together. And if there's an injury, you know, there's so many ways to heal the body, but you need a professional to, to guide you through. And of course, I'm thinking about people I want to introduce you to that, um, especially in the orthopedic world that have broken out of corporate and, and yeah. kind of do things their own, because we all, we just need to get the word out for sure. You know, yeah. that's really- you know, and you coming from South Carolina, we need to get you integrated to Champa Bay surrounded yeah. by champions <laughs> here, right? Yep. <laughs> so um, I'm really excited that you have this practice. I highly recommend everybody seek it out. If you, you know, physical therapy, I mean, my goodness, I'm literally picturing all of the therapists that I used to work with in New York and they would, they'd be crying to me. <laughs> Like Sharon, we cannot physically or mentally do this job. Yeah. Like it's, and it mostly because it's not helping the patient and we know this, yeah. you know, yeah. so you have to be, people have to get more educated about their healthcare. And that yeah. sometimes means like, maybe you're going to have to stop spending so much money on Starbucks and put that money towards something that can actually get you better. Yeah. And sometimes even it, the out of network isn't as expensive as people think it, it sounds expensive and, or you might hear the terms concierge thrown out there. Um, and it sounds expensive, but a lot of people have really high deductibles now. And so really they, they might go to an in-network physical therapy practice, but they're responsible for the entire bill, which you don't get until months later. And you're surprised by this. Um, whereas, uh, we are upfront on our pricing and, um, and can sometimes if you, do, especially if you do have a high deductible can be more cost effective actually. And you're spending a lot more time with one-on-one with the physical therapist and development of your plan of care. Absolutely. And I share this a lot because I don't want people to think that I don't practice what I preach myself. Um, my husband is a UPS man. We have the best insurance plan in the world. I don't think there's anything better. And I go for therapy for my brain and I pay out of my pocket for this therapist because I only want the best when it comes to my mental and my physical health. So if you want the best, if you know, you've been trying to get uh, better, you're going to physical therapy and it's not working. It might not be that it's not working. It's that the, the actual plan of care that is pushed in corporate does not suit the needs of your body to heal. So educate yourself, everybody, and educate yourself about Rebecca. We're so excited that you're here in Tampa Bay. Thank you so much. Follow her on Instagram. You'll find some really great stuff I did today, and I thought it was awesome. 
Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Rebecca. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review or share it with somebody you know and care about that would benefit from listening. But more importantly, if you are thinking about advertising your business in the year 2021, sponsoring a podcast is major. 44% of people pay more attention to advertising on podcasts than any other media. And 37% agree that advertising on a podcast is actually the best way to reach them. 70% have considered a new product or service after hearing an ad on a podcast. And I'm one of those people. And this is all according to Edison Research. Don't believe me, believe the research. So if you're interested in sponsoring, give us a shout.